We're back, Virtus Podcast, episode eight, I believe. We will be chopping and changing some of these episodes. If it's not eight, I apologize. Read the title. Uh, I say this every week, every day. I'm very excited for today. I'm so excited. Uh, an illustrious character down on the gym floor here at Virtus. One of our clients, George Fletcher, is our guest for today. A lot of people are scared of you, George, as I just mentioned to you pre-podcast, but uh, a lot of people don't know anything about you, but like hanging around you. That's the general vibe, but are too scared to talk about you on the gym floor. So that's a little confronting for you to start with. And for someone who, we, he doesn't have a watch on today, but uh, we we're going to do a heart rate check, but it's it's probably going to be above 100. Let's be real here. Uh, George, what do you do? What do I do? What do you do for a job? Because you have a very, you have a serious job. You have a very professional job. Yeah, kind of. Unlike hey, before myself. we get to that, can we touch on people um, being scared of me on the floor? I find that ridiculous. <laughs> if like a couple of my mates heard that, they would be crying on the floor. See, I know, I know that too. You're yeah. not a confronting character. You're not overly scary. You've got a pretty much a puppy face. Yeah, correct. Uh, but yeah, rumor has it on the gym floor. You are everyone's scared of you at the start. Right. I don't know what it is. You just you get in, get it done, which is slightly what we're going to touch on today of our uh, topic of the day, which is resilience and. Bit of background, George has done way too happy to count on two hands. So resiliency in coming back from injury is obviously something we're going to touch on a bit later, but also just the word in general. We're going to touch on kind of how you feel about that. But uh, yeah, apparently you're an opposing figure, mate. There you go. Who must, would have thought? Must, have, must not have seen you bench yet, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but what do you do for a job, George? What, what's a... What's a day-to-day look like? Yeah, I am fortunate enough to work for Coca-Cola. Um so I'm a sales manager there. They call our old district sales manager. Yep. Um, so I've got a team of seven, mm. um, seven reps. At, um, I love your business voice. Look at this. Around and about. <laughs> and and um, I'm really, really lucky, mate. I've got a fantastic team. Yep. So a really experienced team, um, seven guys and girls that have been around for yeah a fair while. So they make my job pretty easy, yep. to be honest. What's it like working at such a big company? Uh, it's got its pros and cons. <laughs> um, it's a good thing. There's a lot of opportunity. So as a young guy, it's relatively ambitious and, and pretty keen to be as successful as I can, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity. Like we're a global company. Yep. Um, CCEP we're called, so European Partners. <laughs> I, I told George how to use the uh, mute button, so he's just used that for the first time. There we go. Excuse me. Hopefully we can edit that. Um, <laughs> he's sweating in the brown now. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, Coca-Cola Euro-Pacific is what we're called. Yep. So plenty of opportunity. Um, we look after, obviously, Australia, New Zealand, and then Europe and Asia as well. So yep. certainly not touching um, all parts of the world yet, but maybe one day we'll wait and see. Yep. Who is George? Who is George? Um, hopefully um, an outgoing ambitious young guy who's caring, loving, and fun. I asked Anna for some uh, background information, but didn't get in, didn't get a response. She so. didn't. Anna's still here, um, <laughs> I call her. So Anna's Greek. She is my yes. um, fiancé. We're getting married soon. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, this, when are you getting, is it April? April, yeah, April 15th. So good the memory. week after Easter. It is a good memory. Yes. Well done, mate. Nah, this will be out by then. This it will be? Yeah, this will be out by then. Yeah, okay. How did you meet Anna? Anna? So that's Anna. cool. Anna. 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 Yeah, um, so I'm at Anna at school. Um, we've Pinch been up? together for, yeah, Peninsula yep. School. So I was in year 12, um, she was in year 11 in Bizman, um, 3, 4 it was. Um, and geez, her parents aren't listening to this, but I remember staring at Anna <laughs> as she walked down the uh, the quadrangle in her bike shorts and um, we joke about that a little bit. Uh, and yeah, ever since we've, we've been together for a long, long time and nice. yeah, 10 years, I haven't really known anything different. We've, um, we're really, really fortunate to meet each other at such a young age and here we are a month in a month we're getting married which is yeah. cool that's scary 
It was a little bit scary, mate. Yeah. Well, um, what about it? Uh, well, the commitment piece doesn't scare me because it's like I've been with Anna for such a long that time anyway. Like we've been committed to each other for, we've probably known it was going to happen and come. Um, but I guess it's just a hysteria around getting married. Like yep. why am I nervous? I actually don't really know. Yeah. Um, it's just it's such a big build up to the day. We've been spending a lot of time and, and a lot of funds as well that goes into <laughs> the day. So you want it to go really well. Yep. Um, we're also dragging all of our friends and family away from Victoria. Yeah, destination so, wedding. Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah. It is, which we're really excited for. But it's an yeah, it's an outlay for, for all of our friends and family. So we want it to be a good day. Yeah. What uh, What's the day? Where are you going? You have a bit of background information. I don't know a little bit, but welcome to podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we go to <laughs> Hamilton Island, um, which is cool. So um, growing up, I was really really fortunate that mum and dad had, with a couple of other friends and family, had like a timeshare essentially on, on Hamilton Island. So. Anna and I were the only ones that used to use it. Um, I think it cost us $40 a night to go and stay there. Um, and it was fantastic. We used to go holidaying there. You still once got a year. that though? No, we don't. Shit. No, we don't, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's smart. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never been to Hamo Island, to be fair. Yeah, worth going. Um, unfortunately, you've got to save your pennies. So that's okay. It, it's a holiday. It's a holiday. It's always exactly. expensive, isn't it? Exactly. But because um, you're stuck on an island, they don't, they don't miss you there. What are some uh, qualities about Anna that you love? Oh, quality's been. You reckon she's gonna listen to this? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, oh, you so know what? She'll know. listen to this bit because so. this is early on. Yeah, and then and then I'll probably start to bore her, so she'll <laughs> she'll tune out. I'd imagine. Um, what's some qualities that, that I love about Anna? Um, how do I put this? I think didn't it's. Think you were talk about this, did you? Nah, certainly didn't. Nah. <laughs> um, it probably started when we were really really young, and and there's a lot of things I love about her. But I introduced her to my grandparents. Mm. Um, and, and Nan and Pa went very well. And I remember there was a time when Nana had a fall, um, and she sat down next to Nana for, geez, it would have been like an hour, hour and a half, and just sat there talking to Nan and, and trying to comfort her before the ambulance came. And, and I remember sitting there looking at her going, this girl's pretty special. She's yep. she's a beautiful soul, and um, she yeah, she's got a, a lot of amazing qualities. So um, outside of you know being a fun, vibrant, um, exciting girl and, and, and that has a beautiful smile. She was caring for my family as well. And, yep. um, that's something that she's really close with her family. She's, um, yeah, got strong family values, which I, which I value as well. How, so you met in school. Mm-hmm. What'd that look like? Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, that's another thing I joke with her, uh, a little bit. I, I got my, uh, my license. Um, so I think I was convenient there no, for a little while. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of those moves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah I, I see where con- this is going. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I was convenient. I was able to drive her around, drop her off at parties and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, that always also gave us some time to spend together. Yep. Um, school, we had one class. We didn't have many classes. Anna's a very s- smart girl. She's very yep. bright. Um, whereas I'm probably not as bright. Um, <laughs> You're pretty bright. Yeah, I'm yeah, bright enough. <laughs> yeah, but not as bright as, as she is. So Anna's a school teacher now. Um, oh, teaching at the school that we met. Oh, at, really? There you go. Which is interesting. Um, yeah, so school, we, we'd spend most lunches together and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, still gave her a space. She still gave me my space to spend yep. with our own, our own friends. And then on the weekends, it was either at my parents or, or her parents. Yeah, what, what was your first date like, mate? What, what moves did you kind of spin? Uh, it was the old school movie. Um, Can't go wrong. Yeah, we went to the movies. I couldn't even tell you what we hours. watched. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, and then I think I took the bus home. <laughs> oh, no. um, so it was before, it must have been before I got my license, yeah. before we actually started dating, dating. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that's that's a laugh. That's a long <laughs> time that. ago now. Love that. And uh, last before we uh, drift off into something else here, what's uh, what a proposal day look like? How'd you spin the, those moves? <laughs> it's also you're a, a man good of many story. moves, hence I'm trying to you know yeah. find this out of you. 
Right on. So this is very underwhelming. Um, and one of the reasons we're also getting married at Hamilton Island. So like I said earlier, we used to holiday there a lot. And I think Anna always had this vision that we were going to get engaged on the island <laughs> or at Whitehaven Beach. So Just, you could yep. go holiday at Hamilton Island and we used to do this day trip to, to Whitehaven. Awesome day. Um, and I think she always envisioned that. But that didn't happen. We actually got engaged in our front living room. It yep. was during COVID. Um, so we couldn't go anywhere. I had organised um, some balloons, the "Will You Marry Me" balloons, yeah. um, champagne, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too exciting, mate. It was she was teaching in our office at home, instructing yeah. um, the math class, and yeah, well, it was just by chance. I thought she's got she has to sit in that room for an hour. Like I, I've got an hour to sit, set all this up. Yeah, I love that. Fingers and toes crossed, she doesn't come out, I or else that. I'm I'm unravelled. So. Nice. It worked out. The kids uh the kids kept her in the classroom for long enough, and <laughs> did, it was somewhat of a surprise. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. And this is another thing that I haven't told many people actually, and I think she was disappointed about this. I didn't. I didn't really say anything. Yeah. Um, when I proposed, I froze up. I was. I was really, really <laughs> just nervous. Just about what you did for the first ninety seconds when we sat down, and I just let you simmer. In yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, I got down on one knee and. Gave her the ring and I think she was like, she obviously figured out what was happening. Yeah, I think yeah. she was waiting for me to sort of say some really lovely words and nothing really came out. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, that. Yeah, I froze up. I love that. So, uh, love come that. wedding day, I'll have to make up for it, I think. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I'd love to be a fly on the wall uh, or the video footage of that. Just see you tear up and choke up. And Yeah, I think I will actually. I Everyone asks me that. I reckon, I, I reckon I will too. I almost choked up when I, um, when I asked her father. Um, it's a very for, traditional thing for Yeah it was But it wasn't We were taking the trash out Which isn't all that lovely but. <laughs> <laughs> So you've done it In the living room yep. You've posed in the living room You're taking the trash out Then you've asked her oh, man, yep. what's, what's the third Yeah well I don't know But again like We're in lockdown And we'd snuck around I don't know if I can say that But we'd snuck you around say whatever you want Yeah good We'd snuck around To her parents um, house For dinner Just to catch up with them I thought shit I have to find some time During this hour and a half Two hours away yeah. at this house To speak with Gary And he was taking the trash out, so... <laughs> you just grabbed out <laughs> I just him. grabbed something else. And I thought, oh, I can take this to recycling. And oh, that's so good. Yeah, I was in the driveway. I, I spoke to him. It was... Um, it was a, now that I look at it, it was a laugh. But at the time, again, I could barely spit anything out. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a general trend here. Yeah, I freeze up a little bit. Where, where's that come from? What do you reckon? I don't know, mate. Because you're a pretty comfortable, competent, comf- like confident guy. Yeah, I think... I think it's because I care. Yeah, absolutely. Is what I think it is. I think, and I'd like to f- think that I can find a way to calm myself down and, and spit it out when it when I need to. Um, but yeah, when you really care about something, I guess, yeah. and you want it to go well, you you build it up a little bit, maybe yeah. too much. Um, and yeah, you struggle struggle to get out or struggle to relax a little bit. Yeah, you strike me as definitely an, an energy in type guy. Like, there's a lot of care and effort that goes into anything and everything. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, it's amazing quality. It's one of those values that I wish, not that I wish, I, I think a lot of people wish that they could have more care about some things that potentially they don't, but I mean, you just find it easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I do kind of find it easy and yeah. I actually think that's, and I think we're getting to this at some stage, but I think that's also why I've been really, really keen to continue trying to play football. Like, yep. It's a hidden secret, I've barely, I haven't played many games <laughs> and I've struggled to get out there, but... Yeah. When I am out there, I absolutely love it. And the, f- and the few seasons that I did play early on, it was like it's my outlet. Yeah. Um, I love being around the football club. I, I care about it a lot. Cult hero from all the courts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I've seen a few videos. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so fingers and toes crossed. So I can, and I'm really confident now, and that's credit to you guys. And um, then I'm really happy that I found this place. And, and Greg next door, the Fizz is a star. Yeah. And 
then obviously being able to come downstairs and, and work with you guys has been yeah. it's been fantastic. Not only for my body, but probably for my my head as well. Yeah, we can't get you out of here. It's great. No, you can't. It's no, good. We like having you here. How did you find here? Uh, different, yeah. um, which was refreshing. Yeah. Um, because oh, how long has it been? Let's just say when I, when I first did my knee, that was in fifteen, I think. And the knee wasn't a problem. Like I, I, I was yeah. so anal um, with my knee recovery. It was a full reco and, and came back, and that was all successful. That was fantastic. Yeah. But obviously, things changed, and that's when I started doing my hamstrings. And then from there, Plural. I just yeah, <laughs> hamstrings exactly right. Um, I continued to bounce, and just to try and find something that would work, and and I couldn't, and I couldn't trust anyone in the end. I think yeah. for me as well, because I do get so in yeah, the head yeah. about it. Um, I needed to find a place or, and someone that I could trust. So I was up here. I finally got to see Greg. Had like a connection with him, whatever you want to yep. call it, and found that he was fantastic. And he said, mate, go downstairs, speak with the guys. They'll sort you out. And straight away, I felt stronger. I felt more confident in my body, which is, yeah, which is good. What uh, what made you feel like that? What, what did you need to tick off in your mind to go, I'm feeling pretty good about this now? Yeah, it's a weird thing. And I don't know how to describe this, but I, like through my trunk, so knees to my core i used yeah. to always feel really tight sure tight and, and not long like when i feel long yeah, yeah I know. so when yeah. i was yeah. when i'm confident so it's not Impressed. necessarily a strength thing yeah i felt yeah i felt really tight in there all the time so that's not the case anymore which is it's great i love yeah, it and it looks even small things now yeah like I, I sleep better yeah like i don't go to sleep and i don't wake up and go on oh, my back sore and yeah. all that sort of stuff i, I wake up and bounce out of bed and, and feel good i'm probably on my way here can't <laughs> get here what's um what's or how did, how did we get to that point? So describe kind of like your point of seeing Greg. Like what did he say? What did he find? What did you see him for originally? It was for both hammies, right? Yeah, it was for my hamstrings. Um, so we, I forget the name of the gym um, in Cranbourne, but they were helping us out. IFP. IFP, yeah. So IFP, yeah. the guys there were helping us out with um, pre-season. Yep. They were running our pro- program. And Campbell, um, I, I did my hamstring again during pre-season and Campbell said, look, mate, you can come see us, you can come see this yeah. person, you can come see this person. But to be honest, I recommend that you go and see Greg. Yeah. Greg's fantastic. So I reached out, um, came up in that, and that was the start of it. Yeah, and Campbell, uh, Campbell had his own injury problems back in the day that he went through Greg for. And Campbell, shout out Campbell, he'll, he'll love this. He's actually meant to come on. There you go. Yeah, I was talking about it in the episode uh, this morning with M. Wallace that he's ditched me like two or three times now. So he's he's due, so we'll have to talk about you as well. But yeah, he, um, he went through his own injury problems back in the day and he did our internship. Was he oh. mo- motorbike? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, motocross, I think I, I think. Yep. Motocross or mountain bike riding or something extreme sport based. Yep. I can't remember the specifics, but he did our internship 20, I want to say like 2015, 16 for the first time. Might have been the one after I did. Might have even been the same one to be honest, but he came back maybe a year or two later and did it again yeah. and then ended up seeing Greg and then got his body <laughs> back into order, yep. a working order. I uh, There's one thing that I remember from Campbell and he, when he got a job at IFP, um, he came back in just for a lift, bit of a hangout. We often do like um, intern catch-ups or relifts, or we go out for a beer or something down the road of the brewery, something like that. Nice. Came in one day, he goes, I'm going to put every, I'm going to fill the trap bar today. I reckon he had at least like six and a half inches of space by the time he clocked himself out. <laughs> it was quite funny. He came in, yeah, I'm going to do 250. He finished like 190. <laughs> He'll hate me saying that. Yeah, true. Okay. He, um, He's one of those people that is great at referring when he, because he knows and he's been through that process. And I think we're all the same. Like when we, we're all coaches because we either failed as an athlete or we weren't going to make it or we hurt ourselves. So let's not make that same mistake. And Campbell definitely falls in all of those brackets. So he, uh, he's very good at referring people through to Greg and things like that. But 
on the great man Greg, what do you, what did you find about Greg the first time you saw him? Because he's his approach is a little different to a normal physio, which yeah, is why is. we love him and he's so good at what he does. But what's in your mind? Because you've probably seen a few physios and been through a few things yourself. What was different about Greg that kind of struck you different? Um, it's hard to remember the first time I went and saw him, but I'm always one. I want to understand what like what's happened and why it's happened, mm-hmm. and obviously how to fix it. So like in the past, you go somewhere like. Yep, cool, this is what you've done. Go do this and, and this should fix it. Or just get stronger. So, okay, great. You know, I've tried that 50 <laughs> times and, and here I am, I'm still here. But Greg seems to find a way to break it down. And it's not necessarily, if I walk in and go, oh, mate, I've done my hamstring. It's not necessarily we're playing around my hamstring. It's like, well, let's actually break this down and find out why you've done your hamstring. Is it your hips that are that are tightening yeah. up? Is it, what, what is it? Is it coming from your back? Whatever it is. And he broke that down for me. Yeah which I really, really liked. And then the connection with you guys downstairs as well, it was a really clear plan and clear path to get things better, which I think is was really, really refreshing because, yeah, like I said previous, and no knock on anyone else, everyone's, you know, uh, another physio for someone else might be fantastic, but for me it just didn't work. And, yeah, in the past it was like, right, I go do this, there, handball, off you go, you do your thing. Yeah. But here it's all sort of laid out for you. If, I feel if you're willing to commit to it um, because there is the, you know, you guys are obviously talking. I think you guys have a meeting in here once a week with, with the fears around particular clients that he might have. Yep. So it's really, really refreshing to know that you guys are a team as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes back to a lot of the time there's a cause and effect relationship, but the effect is never the cause. It's never the same. So how we approach obviously our screening and stuff here is we use our FMS system. We use that whole spectrum of or the continuum of where someone's at. We do our entry-level test. We go left or right. That is to us is exactly the same as the process that Greg uses, which is why between downstairs and upstairs, like it's a quite an easy, I guess, flowing nature of work is he'll tell me, all right, George has got X, Y, Z. He's deficient in this, that he needs this done. Easy. Sweet. We're moving yeah. on. Like it's, it's one of those and having the same system and process and objective measure of checking progression mm. makes for someone like you potentially has had, you know, bounced off different physios and walls and injuries and things like that is, Whatever someone thought was the effect of the cause was never really the problem, mm. which just comes back to when we talk about your hips and your back and when you get into your glass spine and <laughs> what that looks like. But it is very much a let's find an accurate diagnosis first and then let's go from there. Yeah. I think the other thing that I've really enjoyed and not that like everyone cares. I think all practitioners really, really care yep. and they want all of their customers and clients to, to be on the men. But... Being here and having the fizz upstairs, you see him all the time without actually going and seeing him for you know whatever it may be. I might be downstairs training and he comes down and he's willing to take 10, 15 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, to have a chat. How's it all going? How are you feeling? Where are you at with this? Text you after a running session. Text me after a training session. How did it feel? Where are you at? Just that extra time and care goes, goes a really long way, I think. Yeah, and I think that's something you definitely thrived on, especially early days when we were getting you back to run prior to falling on your shoulder but we'll get to that as well when you were getting back to your running and Greg is very very diligent with his follow up work like he has again fantastic systems and processes for him because he's been doing it for so long that people who are in the boat of seeing him get follow up and check in not a hey let me know in two weeks how you go it's yeah. a how'd you go after this now let Correct. me know um, which again is something that I think Greg deserves way more credit than we give him and we give him plenty of credit but God he's good at what he does so yeah. nice having him next door he is and at times I felt bad like I was texting him at like 9.30 at night yeah, like, I oh, mate, I, yeah I feel a little bit sore here this has pulled up well this hasn't yeah. pulled up well and mate, within minutes he's straight on the buzzer giving me a text giving me a call do this do that yeah it was fantastic I remember you telling me like oh dude I, really, I don't want to bug him like, I was like trust me 
he really likes it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he is someone who will get back to you in minutes. And, you know, people get to me all the time about like the amount of time that I take to reply to some stuff. But my thing is like, I'll see it if it's urgent. Bang, got to it. He does it all the time if it's urgent or not. And I have no idea how he does it. Mm. Because it couldn't, it exhausts me. Yeah, I reckon it would too. He's always on. Yeah, and he he thrives off that. He feeds off it. Again, he's someone who very, very much cares and has a lot of energy in his practice, but also has the backup to continue that process through the whole spectrum of injured to back to continuing to perform. Yeah. How did, uh, what did he find? What did we find in your first, for your, and obviously we're talking about resilience, so we're building up to, yeah, history. <laughs> what did uh, what came from the screens and the sessions from the first things that you were kind of remember and go, hmm, that kind of makes sense, but I didn't really realize that was a problem. Um, I don't know if I remember. Mm. To be honest with you, yeah, I think you probably remember more than I would. Um, my back was always a problem. Yep. Um, like <laughs> I laugh about it now. I've, I was never able to touch my toes, so general <laughs> flexibility was absolutely hopeless. Um, and that's certainly improved through the roof. Yeah. But the the initial screening, I don't remember the the outliers and, yeah. and what was alarming to me. Which I mean, because it was part. always what I had. Like I, I didn't know any different, I guess. Yeah. And it's the best part of you know the way that we do things here is if you want to know, we'll tell you. If you don't, psh, we're still going to fix your problem anyway. And there's one I have a vivid memory of when you spoke about touching your toes, which is interesting. I have a vivid memory of the first time you did touch your toes, and um this was in the first like 20 minutes of me seeing you and you kind of looked at me like the fuck did you just do to me <laughs> nothing <laughs> just followed the system and off yeah. we went and yeah. stuck a band around your hip and off you go touch your toes a few times and again that just comes back to accurate diagnosis and having some things that we know generally works and we just fill in the gaps from there yeah and that's the other reason I've love this place so much because you, you see things and if you commit to something it happens yeah which is refreshing yeah, and um, you are someone who's highly committed. And you came in today and you said, oh, I've had a shit week, you know, I haven't done much. But you, you play golf a few times, you go on Chili Peppers tonight, and you still train three times, haven't you? Do twice. I've trained twice. Yeah. yeah. So some people, that's a like, good week. To you, it's like, oh, I kind of want more, kind of want more. And you're, you're a more, more guy, which is great as a coach because it's like, okay, how do we feed the beast without feeding the beast? Sometimes let's take a little bit away. Let's let him bench, but because that he gets a bit excited when he benches. But yeah. let's just take some pressure off. It's funny you say that, man. And I reckon I've slowly learned over time. <laughs> like I didn't train last night for footy, which is very unusual for me. And yeah. I feel like I, I probably probably could have. Like I pulled up sore from Monday. In the past, I go, I'll be right. Just run around, and then I think that's when I've hurt myself. Yep. Um, and not so much training, but again, even coming into some games, it's like I probably shouldn't be playing. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit sore, but I, I'm desperate yeah. to play, and I want to. And sure enough, I go out there and, and ping a string. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this history. Run run us through some injury history because um, it's history. extensive. Yeah, it is a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so it all started with my left knee when I did my ACL. Um, so played junior footy and then never a problem, not at all. And then didn't play football for a long time, which regret whatever happened. Yep. Fell in love with golf. Started playing a lot of golf, which was cool. That's next. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then. And then came back to footy and I played a full a full year. My first year back was like eight games in the nineties or something and then and then started playing senior footy, which was great. Loved it. Played the rest of the year and then started the next season, played a full season. Fantastic, thumbs up, everything was fine. And then the next year I had a massive preseason. I was like I was really dedicated. I'd fallen back in love with footy and I wanted to keep playing and yeah, like I said, massive preseason. My brother had come to play with me, and we were really excited to play with each other, but also very competitive. <laughs> James is a good shock, footballer. Shock me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't want James to be better than me at the time, and, and um, 
first intra-club practice match, I'd gone around a couple and then tried to go around our ruckman and, and my knee just gave way. Yeah. I remember it, mate, it was the most pain I've ever been in for like five seconds. I was screaming and yelping. It was pretty embarrassing now that I um, think about it at the time. I was, yeah, I was carrying on a bit. <laughs> um, and then and then got up and, and practically walked off the ground. And I think that's why I was really embarrassed because I'm like, I was just yelping. <laughs> and now I'm all right. I felt yes. completely fine. Um no one really said anything. We had young physios there at the time, which was completely fine. It's just an intra-club practice match and, you know, no one was really all that confident on what it was. So yeah. I had to get a scan and, yeah, sure enough, my doctor called me and said, yeah, you've done your ACL. I was crying um, just because I was so keen and excited to play with my brother for the first year and was really excited and that didn't happen. So full Rico, yep, went, all went smoothly um, and then finally came back and started playing and then played it's in 2016, which is our grand final year. Um, I played round five was my first game back. I played a half game in the twos, yep. and then I went to play the week after. I went to play a full game in the twos. I got knocked out actually. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Add it to the list. Yep, that happens. <laughs> not a not a big deal. But then after that, I said, "Yeah, cool. I'm ready to play." So I'm playing. Mm. Started playing. Probably played eight games in a row, and then did my hamstring um, on my right side. I'd never done a hamstring before, and I actually did it at training, which I which is very rare. I don't often when I do them now. It's always during get the ga- game. Yeah. Um, so did a training, didn't really think anything of it. I've never done one before, like I said, and I actually played on that Saturday. In hindsight, the stupidest thing ever, right? Like, how ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's um, a magical thing. Yeah, but it was Sean Pace's 300th game. Um, we were playing against Caulfield, who were one of the top sides yeah. as well, and I think we lost by two points. We flew home. I did nothing. I was useless. Shouldn't have played. Um, took a week off, and then came back and, w- and was fine. So played the rest of the year, played finals. We played in the grand final. We lost, and it was and it was all okay. And then, mate, after that, I almost lose... lose trying to thought of how many hamstrings yeah. I've done like I've I don't think I played the year after we went up to Premier B I didn't play round one I probably played round five did it yep. did it again and again and again and it was always this right side so left knee right side continued to do it it's probably two three years of that and then came back got my body really fit and I thought I was in a really good spot um again pre-season was fine. Got my change of direction back, and it was more a confidence thing because sure. I had done my knee. 100%, yeah. And the way I'd done my knee was just a sidestep, so I'd lost that confidence. Um, but I'd got that back, and then went around someone at training and, and did my right knee. Thankfully, it wasn't a full reco; it was just my meniscus. Um, but again, like I'd lost a little bit of confidence, probably lost a little bit of fitness because I had to have the surgery and stuff. And then finally came back from that, and then started doing my left hamstring uh, <laughs> last year. So, what five or six years of yeah. Yeah, what's the count? Do you know the count? Because I remember you telling me at the start, but I can't remember specifics. No, I don't, mate. But honestly, you could, it'd almost be 20 times. Yeah, it's like, an exa- it's excess. I think it was 20 or 24. It's somewhere in that that yeah. you came in. I thought, fuck, we got to fix this. And it's funny, when you first said that, I've had someone before in a similar boat to you and hasn't done one since um, that I know of, at least because I don't work with him anymore. But I was like, fuck, here we go again. Yeah. Here's another one. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you're like, I know I can make you a change for you. And yeah. I know you're crying out for help. So I was like, I'm fuck, I'm in. Sign yeah. me up. And that was the other refreshing thing about this because you guys had a lot of confidence around it as well. Yeah. Um, it was, it gave me confidence, right? Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it did. You, you Very, very early on and you'd know when going into a new environment, whether it's work, gym, anything, go out for a beer. Like it's, it's new, it's a little bit all kind of don't want to you know, stick my head up. You're very, you're someone who once you warm up, like you're infectious, like you, you, protrude that on other people which is fantastic and people love having you around here for that reason but the first few weeks I could kind of tell you like oh I just don't want to like annoying anyone I don't want to and so like we're trying to curate that and just kind of like George relax 
we got you. Yeah. And the, the I remember the first few times, and you know, we spoke about you touching your toes before. I and it's something that I really enjoy doing with people who come with back, hammy, knee, all sorts of even like young kids. Like, when's the last time you touched your toes? And for us, like it's to change behavior, it's easier than it seems. For someone who hasn't touched their toes for 10, 15 years, they go, What's this guy on about? He can't do that. 20 minutes touching toes. And of course, that doesn't always happen. But for you, I remember going like, if this happens and he gets to this so many hammies, if he gets to touch his toe before he walks out the door in the first week, like he's in, like he's he's in. And lucky enough, that did happen. Sure enough, thank God. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're, yeah, it's, and one of those things, and you know, we're going to talk about resiliency in a minute after we talk about golf because good golf things. Um, it's one of those things that once you find something that or someone that helps you move the needle forward and you especially that you are so infectious you go yeah i'm in here i'm i'm 110 percent in and that's i mean that's the best part about being an athlete because you are still an athlete not that you'll call yourself one but being an athlete who's so diligent around their performance and preparation like for us that makes our life so much easier which is the best yeah and for me it's a trust thing right i trust you guys yeah which is cool because we like you said we have been able to move the doll and yeah. see the needle move, which yeah. is yeah, as a like I said, as an athlete, it's a trust and yeah. So hopefully twenty four and done. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> now I've got a lot of faith there, Dom. Want to talk in your shoulder? Yeah, we can talk the shoulder if we want. We finally got him back. We got him back. <laughs> yeah, I was I was finally back playing some footy, you which were. was exciting. Yeah, and I you don't know this because I didn't tell you, but I was actually going to come down that day and I didn't make it, and I was real flat about making it. And then when I got the text later of the photo, and for reference, George did a. Basically a grade three and a half AC joint, which is, if you see a photo of one, Google it. George, I put a photo in right now. I might even put your photo in. I think I still have it. It's uh, it's not confronting, but it's not pretty to look at. It's not too bad, yeah. What you, uh, how'd you go about dealing with that? Um, at the time, so me and um, Tom, so Tom's my co-captain um, at the club, and after the game really odd none of us showered um that's very rare but we had our we were playing like a good hour and a half away and we had our um our ball that night so everyone was we had to pack up and go yep. pretty quick um and tom and i and i was the last to leave because it took me forever to get changed and get my jumper off it was yep. a nightmare um and i had to get my tape off because i did tape it up and, and ran back out there yep. stupidly got away with it it was fine um but yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I didn't know that by the way yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was a close game. Like we hit that one from me. Yeah, we yeah I did. <laughs> yeah. We struggled. We struggled last year, unfortunately, and um, it was a game that we should have won. Yep. Um, I think we lost by fourteen points, and and yeah, I wanted to get back out there, so <laughs> I probably should have. Anyway. No, no, I get it. It is. Um, but Tom and I actually laughed about it on the way out. I said, you know, I looked at him. I said, oh, at least it's not my hamstring, mate. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, good point. It's a good way to look at it. And that was how I was trying to sort of yeah make it or put a positive spin on it. Yep. Um, and it was really just a freak football accident. Like, this could have happened to anyone. It wasn't a very anything common to do movement. with... Yep, exactly right. Yeah. Like, I tried to take a mark, stupidly didn't take the mark, and then <laughs> dived forward to, to try and get on the yeah. second grab, and just, it obviously popped out. It was a pretty firm deck. Yeah. Um, Laid on the outstretched arm, and see you later, collarbone. Yeah. That was the other thing, though. When it happened, I actually didn't know it. I'd done it. Like, yeah. still ran around for five minutes. Yeah, and, and I remember you being pretty nonchalant about, like, hey, I... Pretty sure I like cooked my shoulder here, but I'm not really sure. And then you sent me the photo. I was like, dude, that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah. And because I'd never done anything like any other part of my body besides yeah. my knees and my hamstring, it and sort of reminds me of when I did my hamstring for the first time, right? <laughs> like I did my hamstring. I had no idea that I'd actually done it. I went and played on the Saturday <laughs> just because I was none the wiser, I yeah. guess, really similar with my shoulder because I still had, because I was 
one, probably running on adrenaline, and yeah. two, I was warm. I still yeah. had range of motion. I could practically get it above my head still, whether that was the right or wrong thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, it was still felt right at the time. So as soon as it freezed up, it was a different story. <laughs> Where are you at now with it? In a really good spot, mate. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's completely it's fine. Um, so for football, I should probably tape it up, I've been told, and, and that's it. So it doesn't doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it was never going to be a concern for football. The only concern I had was golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was worried that it was going to um, impact my golf game, and it obviously did for a little bit. I couldn't play. That was yeah. yeah it was a bad it time is. to be George because I was playing a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I exactly right. I'd be like, oh, I played today. <laughs> yeah, go away. Exactly. Getting you new clubs, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Let's talk about your golf career before we uh, talk about how you come back from everything. But golf career, tell me about it because you're a star. You are. Oh, mate, was. I'm so far from a golf star. Yeah, I'm a but you were. club golfer. No, you weren't. Yeah, I've seen the plaques. <laughs> the plaques. <laughs> yeah. um, How did you start in golf? Like, what's was golf always a sport through high school? You deep dived? Did it come from parents, environment? Like, what's what got you started in golf? Yeah, a bit of both. So uh, my grandparents, my grandfathers played a lot of golf, and, and Dad did as well, um, and my older brother. Um, so that sort of got us into golf a little bit. Funny story, actually, we lost Dad's, James and I lost um, Dad's hole-in-one golf ball. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah knocking it around the backyard. Um, poor old boy was pretty grumpy with us. <laughs> um, and then I remember in junior school, there was like a like any sport thing, I'd just throw my hand up and, and want to do it um, in junior school. And it's like his golf day at Mornington. I thought, oh, right, I'll go along. And I used Nana's golf clubs <laughs> um, for the day. And it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it and, and loved it. And then um, whilst I started to lose... You know, my love for footy a little bit. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, I'll go, I'll go play some golf, and and I was addicted. Like I, yeah. I wanted to be there. I used to beg mum and dad to drop me off at the golf club. I used to say, leave me. Like drop me off at seven, pick me up at seven. I'd stay there for twelve hours. I'd play thirty six holes. I'd practice. Yeah. And just yeah, I loved everything about it. It was really challenging. You're competing with yourself, which for a period was a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, it probably unravelled me. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. What um, what about so golf is and the female population gives us men shit about being so obsessed with golf and it's 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 a very interesting dynamic because it's one of those things and until you do it you can't i find it really challenging to explain why i I really enjoy golf um and it's hard to articulate like what about it is so interesting and you talk about the competitive with yourself and i don't know for me trying to hit a ball 400 meters into a hole that's yay big like that's I love that fine motor skill type thing for golf, but what what is it for you that makes you obsessed with golf or made you obsessed with golf? Especially was from it, a young age. It was a new challenge. Um, that was the exciting thing. But one of the, th- the other things I love about golf is, like, you can stand on the tee next to Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like we, the two of us could stand next to each other. I could hit a shot, he could hit a shot, and I could hit it closer than him. You could do the exact same thing. Anyone can do the exact same thing. But the challenge is to be able to do that for 18 holes. And sixty-five shots or whatever, whatever you you know aiming 64, to achieve. Sixty-five. Oh, certainly, I'm sh- I'm not <laughs> shooting sixty-five. Tiger Woods is, um, <laughs> but that's like we can all do it. Yeah, it's just a matter of trying to be able to do it again and again and again. And I think that's why I got so addicted because I knew I was capable of it. I just wanted to be able to master it. And I think that's what every golfer is trying to do, trying to master it. And it's just a tough game to master. Yeah, and I t- I say this all the time: is golf is not a sport that you get better at; you get less shit. Hundred percent. Because when you think about it, like the the, I mean the the differences between good and bad in golf are very very minute, but also a good shot can be a bad shot depending on what you're looking at or where you're going to. So like I think I enjoy that challenging aspect of it is, 
it is too hard to get really good at it for me, who's a casual golfer at best. But it's one of those things that I just, I just want to get better at it. Yeah. You um, hit the nail on the head, though. Like, the difference between a good golfer and a bad golfer is their bad shots. Because like I just said, we can all stand on the tee and we can all hit a really nice shot. Yeah. Then the bad ones aren't that bad for the good golfers. If you are to compare yourself to a golfer, who are you? <laughs> um, I've been told Justin Thomas Like and we're not Silky. talking We are not talking Low <laughs> rounds or anything Like that We're just talking Someone who thrashes at the <laughs> Thrashes the golf club And, and goes after it yeah. um, That's Bit yeah. witty too Bit humorous Yeah a little Yeah <laughs> Bit cheeky Yeah a little bit I'm very cheeky on the golf course With, with particular mates Yeah um, Which I enjoy It's good What's uh So you said uh, Just before we started here That you fell out of love With footy and golf Kind of picked that up did you being obsessed with golf help hinder your love for footy or is it just you need you, you found something else? I think I just found something else. Yeah. Um, a new challenge, something different. Yeah. Um, and I learnt that I was going to be okay at it as well. I think that helped. Like yeah. when you know you're going to be, if you put some time and effort into something and you know that there's a reward potentially yeah. at the end, did I get the reward? No, not necessarily. I didn't really know what the reward was going to be but like, I knew that I was going to be alright at it, um, so yeah, it did probably fill a little bit of a void. What uh, what success have you had with golf? <laughs> this is embarrassing, mate. No, it's like, not. This is I want to pry into this because you're not someone who celebrates your successes publicly. Oh, because there's nothing really to celebrate. Um, Being good at something is it's pretty successful. Yeah, I well, I played a lot of pennant at at um, Mornington, which was yep. cool, and I was two time junior club champ there, which was which was exciting. Um, and really, mate, that's it. Like, there was yeah. some cult pennant at Peninsula. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like I said, nothing nothing that exciting yeah, at but all. Yeah, from the outside looking in, though, like, that takes a bit of work. It did. I, well, it didn't feel like work, though, because I loved it. Yeah. And, I, and I was, like I said, like, begging my parents to drop me off at the golf course so I could so I could practice all the time. It certainly didn't feel like that. And I used to work there as well. Yep. Um, so through school and through um, the first half of uni, I used to work in the Mornington Pro Shop. Yep. Um, with Michael, Michael Franey is a is a really good man, good fella, um, and the and the Mornington Golf Club is a really good environment. Great bunch of members, you know, all local to there. A majority of them are local to the area, and um, yeah, it was a bit of like a community feel there, I guess. Yeah, and I uh, we played golf at Mornington once, and <laughs> you could have sworn this man's a celebrity. Three people come on, and go, hey George, how you going? I, oh, you know, it's this. I've what's going on here. You're up on the shields, you're friendly in the pro shop. I was like, geez, what have I got myself into here? Yeah, like I said, a good bunch of people up there. Really good bunch of people. <laughs> Just too modest, too modest. Um, hole in one count, any? No, no, no hole in ones. That is close? one thing that is, oh, yeah, multiple times I've been very close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would love to, I would love to tick that box and it has to be official. So I have, you could argue that I have had one, um, but it's not, not in comp or anything like that. It's not yeah. an official scorecard. So, um, this is where the serious part of George comes out. Yeah, that's one. That's one that's avoided me, <laughs> and I mean, one that I, I want. I one that I want. Close. Par three is the bane of my existence, so I, I'm happy to slash one down to par, par four, par five. But yeah, par three is bane. All in time, and you know what? You're every chance, and I shouldn't say this, but it shits me that there are some people that you know their first time playing golf or their first <laughs> competition. They'll go out and have a hole in one, and I've been trying. I've been playing golf for years and years and years. I used to play. Let's play every day if I could, and I still yeah. haven't had one. So, um, chances are, mate, you'll have one before me. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. What's uh, what's golf look like now for you? Though? I love my golf now. Um, not that I 
fell out of love with golf, but I, I used to, we got to a point where I probably wasn't, oh, maybe I could have improved more, but I had to put a lot of time and effort into it. And I used to get too frustrated. Um, not like, I wouldn't say angry. Oh, maybe a little bit angry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but very, very frustrated. Um, and then you st- I started to lose the, the love for it a little bit. It became too serious yep. to a point because I was sort of going, what do I want to do? Do I, do I do a traineeship? Do I try and become golf pro or do I, you know, go and do something else? And, um, yeah, obviously just decided to not go down that path. So now I don't take it as serious. Um, I'm not as good a golfer as I used to be. So I still find it a little bit frustrating because I, th- I think about what I used to be able to do with a golf ball and, and now what I can do. But, um, yeah, it's a lot more social now for me. Um, and I go out there and I, I don't care as much. Um, yeah, about do. the result, yeah, I certainly <laughs> yeah. do, but not as much. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what club you remember? Uh, Peninsula Kingswood. Yeah, really, really fortunate to be there. Glorious place. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. So I fell into that um, whilst I was taking golf pretty seriously. Michael, who was coach at the time, said, "Go join Peninsula. Thirty six holes. Days. Yeah, early days, really early lucky days. You. Yeah, I know. Very, very <laughs> lucky, mate. Um, and then I was close to getting rid of it actually because the family, so dad, my uncles, um. And my pa, who's, who's no longer with us, but pa was a member of Kingston Heath. Yep. Um, so that was sort of where I was always going to go and play my golf. And I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll go join. I'm at Pinch. I'm not using it. I'm not really getting any use out of it. And then the merger happened with Kingswood. Yep. Um, and Michael, I was still staying stay in contact with Michael. Michael said, mate, you know, this place is going to be pretty special. It would be worth hanging on to. And I'm glad I did because it's, um, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, I've, uh, I've now played there once. Oh, man, loved it. Put myself on the wait list after, actually. Yeah, you're on the wait list? Yeah, I'll be there for five years. Oh, good man. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be more set up when uh, that comes around. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's the initial. <laughs> yeah. It's the initial whack that they give you yeah. now. Um, you can't pay it off over time, though. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Join, you'll love it. Oh, Gym, 100%. pool, it's got. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it's got. It. I mean, I'm very lucky to play there. Ben kind of put me on after we finished up at uh, our last season at Saints, and I mean, I slapped and tickled around. I, actually, to be fair, the front nine, I actually played alright, and then I didn't really get a, a forecast of what was coming, and the North Gorth at PK really kind of ate me and spat me out yeah it does get hard well I've played with you and you can hit a ball as well it's yeah it's, get, it's getting there but I I think I lured myself into a hey I'm playing a ride today feeling <laughs> and then yeah 10 to 14 really spat me out yeah. I think I went through in like 6 or 7 over through those 4 holes and I was like oh it's downhill from here yeah and the north's not easy you know it's golf like you start hitting them like shit and then you hit them more shit because you just get frustrated yeah you, you lose interest slap them down the fairway and you end up on two fairways over and <laughs> you three putt and you're like, yep, yeah, another day golf. I'm done. Yeah, I want a beer. Yeah. What do you are? Uh, what's your dream? You got What's your favorite course you've ever played? Actually, before I ask that question, favorite course. Um. Question, mate. Kingston Heath growing up was always my favorite. Um, family connection, I guess, and pretty special place. I think sure. it's been rated number two in Australia for a long yeah. time. Um. Just number one. Royal Melbourne yeah, West Royal Course. Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Um, and that still is. Mm. It's lucky enough to go to King Island um, and play Kate Wickham with um, the old boy and my brothers. That was special. And yep. we were so lucky with the weather. I think I've seen a photo from that day, actually. Yeah, we were so, so lucky. Like, not a breath of wind, which yeah, is very rare nice. over there. So that was pretty special. The other one was um, Hamilton Island Golf Course. In terms of actual pure golf, the golf course isn't that flash. Like, it's still great. Um, but the views, like Location. every hole you've got, yeah, yeah you're, you're overlooking the Whit Sundays. It's it's pretty special. So I haven't really given you an answer there, have I? No, nah, I love that. No, yeah. it, does, it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Do what you want. Yeah, there's a few. Um, I'd love to go play overseas. James and I actually, so um, my brother, when we went to South America, we played the world's highest golf course in Bolivia. Um, 
that was pretty cool. And because the air is so thin yeah. up there, the ball goes miles. Makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And they told us that. They said, oh, you'll probably hit it further than what you normally do. And, yeah, righto, whatever. <laughs> then you get up there, and sure enough, the ball is, yeah, it, it hums. Maybe I should go up there then. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was pretty cool. Well, that's uh, what's what's apart from the obvious few. Like, what's a course you really like to play that you that you realistically have a chance of playing? Because um, hey, we'd all love to play Augusta, but is that going to happen? Probably not. No. Um, Curry Cliffs in New Zealand. Yep, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've seen the photos of that. Yeah, that is yeah, unbelievable. Do you follow Gary Lisbon Golf on Instagram? I don't know. Oh, Happy mate. to. Oh, I got a I got a page for you. So the guy takes like stills and drone photos of golf courses around the world. Oh. Pleasuring to the eye, I tell you that much. There you go. All right, yeah. Forge later. Perfect. Yeah. Um, where else? Don't know, mate. No, New Zealand, there's a few. Yeah. There's a couple of in Australia that I'd still love to um, tick off, like New South Wales Golf Club um, is, is pretty special. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to go there, and we're really fortunate at PK um, that we've yeah, sort of got a bit right. of a relationship yeah. with the two clubs, so we can go up there. It's just a matter of pulling my finger out and, yeah. <laughs> and going to Sydney. So there's that. Um, I'd love to play some night golf as well. I've never played night golf. A bit of night golf in Dubai or something? Yeah, in Dubai. So Anna and I actually, a part of our honeymoon on the way home, um, we're staying in Dubai for four nights. Um, so there's an opportunity. Interesting. So, yeah, I How's might that have to. Go down? I might have. Oh, I think it'll be alright. <laughs> I think it'll be alright. Yeah, Anna loves just sitting by the pool and reading a book. So ah, that's it. Yeah, she can do that, and I get bored within ten minutes of doing that. Yeah, so I can't do that either. Yeah, so, yeah. hopefully I can go and uh, run off to the golf club. Well, if you uh, if you need a trip at the end of uh, this year, I'll be uh, heading to the US and play some golf over there, oh, mate. I'd, yeah, that'd be the thing about the US is like something like Pebble Beach or something would be yeah. unbelievable. It's just expense of getting over there and playing it's just yeah. same as many other places yeah. but um, yeah I was watching a video the other day and they paid what they paid 400 bucks I think to get on yeah, it's ridiculous spyglass yeah that'd be US too yeah mm. yeah I'm in the like that's one of those things that I wasn't it's gonna sound strange so I don't know if I've told you have I told you I'm going to the States at the end of the year uh, yeah, you don't have to mute don't worry it's fine you have told me yeah, uh, yeah, told me yeah. so going at kind of three or four months that's where I'm heading over and I when I was pl- kind of thinking about it, I've only just started thinking about it because it's still a fair way away. It's not one of those things I was thinking about. And then someone's like, oh, are you going to go play golf over there? I'm like, you know what? I wasn't, but I think I am now. And I don't know. I, <laughs> do I want to trip my golf clubs over there? Probably not. Do I want to hire any? Probably not. So I'm going to get over that hill, I think. I reckon you, well, the US is a hike, but, mate, this is domestic flight, so it's a bit different. Yeah, but yeah. I always want to have my own golf clubs. I know, I know. Yeah. And I just got new ones too. So it's like, I don't want to go use something like it. And uh, the rental clubs over there are different ballpark to what we get over I'm here. I'm sure they're good, yeah. yeah. Correct. <laughs> a bit different stuff. than Mount Martha Public, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I hadn't thought about until someone mentioned it the other day and I thought, well, I'm in some strife here, I reckon, because I've got some time to fill in three months. So that might be on the list. So yeah, three months is a long along. time to hike your golf clubs around That's there. That's another thing is like, yeah, I'm going to want to do a bunch of hikes and some other like adventure-based things. And it's like, I just don't think I can bring myself to bring my clubs over. But yeah. knowing me, I just kind of, adapt and work it out and if it's difficult well you signed up for that so so I reckon the other thing when you go and play overseas or somewhere new you sort of take away the performance of it you just want to enjoy the the course the new layout and and like you said it's something different yeah and I'm uh, I'm actually going I'm planning to go with a couple of mates who are in like media and photography and videography so kind of like want my own stuff over there because you want to look good yeah 100% (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like you know I play golf with some shitty scrubs yeah correct what's uh I mean, what what's your dream? What would you like to achieve in golf that you haven't? Just as like a hobby now. Oh, a hole in one would be cool. Yeah. Um, maybe if I could 
take it seriously again, and th- this won't happen until I stop playing footy. Sure. Because um, golf goes completely out the window come footy season. Yeah. Um, I'd love to win a club championship somewhere, but I won't be able to do that. There's no way I'd be able to do that at Pinchot. Yeah. Like, there are that many talented golfers there. You'd have yeah. to be off, like, plus five, plus six. Yep. Sort of, sort of range. What so, are you off? I'm off seven now. Still not, not a... Not terrible, mate, but that's just gone. Like, that's just gone sure. out and out and out and out. What um, were you off at your peak? 1.6, I think, was the lowest I got to. It's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but that's that's what I was saying. Probably I used to like get, you were 16 or something, though, right? I was pretty young, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then that's when I used, used to get really frustrated. Like, to, to move the dial then was... I found it so hard. Yeah, because moving the dial, especially when, if we talk about handicap, like, it takes a while to get your handicap down like that. Yep. Yeah, it does. And now, like, I remember getting down to... Th- three and four and then to move the dial for me down to what I got down to so 1.6 was like really challenging and then to get it down to like one to plus one or even scratch is just an, another realm and then scratch to plus four that sort of realm is just complete it's almost a different game yeah anytime you get into the pluses like you're you hit, you're hitting them all right proper golf <laughs> yeah, yeah proper golf and it's just golf. it's just a different ball game like yep I, I don't have a handicap because I haven't back, gone back and signed up at the club yet but I'd be off 16 probably, somewhere around there. And like the thought, like I want to get it to like 10. Mm. I'll be happy. That'll do. Yeah, I, I never played golf as a junior. Like I played a bit with my old man. Played a little bit in high school, but again, it wasn't that serious. Played at Long Island back in the day because Frankson had a, a relationship with Long Island. So it's just like one of those things that I want to get better at it. But I was someone who will play golf four times in one week and then life will take over and I won't play for another two weeks. Yeah. Which just sucks. <laughs> and it's just, I think the other thing I enjoy about golf, and I don't know if you're the same, like, it's still physical activity. Like, it's it's harder than it seems. Oh, 100% is it? Even if you take a cart, to be fair. Like, yep. it is still harder than it seems. Yep. we well, got to walk around one, cool. But it's more the mental thing. Yeah. Like you, you're mentally switched on for four and a half hours. Like, you're trying, because you're thinking, we probably shouldn't think as much. Maybe <laughs> that's the problem. I think that's my problem. I think too much. Because yeah. even though, again, I'm not great, I still want to get better. Yep. And it's so bad. Yep. Yeah, but you you switched on for as long as you you know you can, yeah. um, and all it takes is one shot where you where you're not switched on, and then your game over, and it's like oh, here Holds we go one into the pond. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, the pitching wedge follows it pretty close after that. Correct. I um, I mean, you're still carrying 10, 11 k, like you're walking eighteen. Well, it depends how bad you play, I guess. Um, if so you play well, 12, 12 and a half, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think a, an average golf course is around. Seven and a half k. Yep. I'm guessing now, um, yep. but I'm pretty pretty yeah, sure. I'm, I'm doing these ones. Yeah, if you're doing that, you're in. Yeah, you, I guess you're walking more. <laughs> Typically, I'm just following the right side of the fairway because haven't drawn a ball in my life. So yep. yeah, it's the old cover drive. It's those old fellows that the 180 straighties. <laughs> They're the, the ones that 180 straighty. Haven't heard that. No, I've never heard that. Yeah, right. Go. On, you, I guess you probably haven't played with a lot of old members. No, nah, so not really. When I was playing a lot, I used to and working the pro shop. We were yeah. sort of encouraged to try and play with members and stuff, sure. which was great. So you get to meet everyone and. Um, you play with a, a couple of the older guys, and yeah. credit to them, they're still out there doing their thing, and obviously aren't as strong and flexible as what they used to be. And punt it down the fairway, one eighty straighty, and it was that every eighteen holes. It was just I boom, boom, boom. Love that. Yeah, it's great. I might have to make something of that. You see, I've I've carried your party pump into some of my exercises now. You, you have. So you introduced me to the word party pump. Okay. It's uh, because I never heard of it, and it must be a Pinnacle thing. I uh. <laughs> I never heard of you. Came out one day. Oh, I was. Can I just do a party pump? I was like, what the fuck's a party pump? <laughs> Yesterday, party pump. Yeah, there you so go. I have to make. I have to make a graphic for you for it. Yeah, good. Give I might come in Saturday morning for a party pump. Actually, Give there you go. Cordage underneath and just credit you. Yeah, thank you. Please do. <laughs> yeah, um, what's? Uh, I was going to ask some of you about golf now, but now it's eluded me. 
what do uh what do you want to do with I mean like a hobby wise so golf is a hobby but what do you like to do and I like to ask this question um, what do you like to do after dinner um, because someone who's you're highly active you're, never, yeah. you're like an ever ready bunny what do you yeah. do to slow down mate it's really funny you say that so my nickname dad and mum called me ever ready there you go. So I used to run around like a mad hare. Checks out. Um, anyway, it's a story for another time. Um, what do I like to do after dinner? Well, it probably depends on like how busy work is, yeah. things like that. So potentially I might have to pull out a laptop and do some more work. Um, it's not necessarily what I like doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably just relax with Anna, um, to be honest. Hopefully we've got a nice series or something that we're enjoying watching and the two of us can just chill out and, and do our own thing. What are you um, watching? I'm not really watching anything at the moment. Maths, um, which, you know, I'm... I'm a little bit in and out at the moment with footy training, so I'm not all that disappointed if I miss miss maths. But you can tell me the truth, mate. Don't worry. Oh, I'd be lying if I said <laughs> I don't sit there and watch it. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to fully buy in yet, but I will. Trust me. Yeah, I um, believe that. Yeah. yeah, I reckon you would enjoy shit TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like TV for me and movies for me. Like you know, there's some people that can quote movies all the time, yeah. like this line, that line. Yeah. I know nothing. No, I watch movies. But I think a movie for me is just a, an opportunity, or TV shows, is just an opportunity to switch off and, and do nothing and, yeah. and relax. So I'm not I'm not taking it all in. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not taking 100%, it all in. 100%, I'm the same. Uh, I mean, Lockie comes out with some movies sometimes and I'm just like, I have, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or he quotes something or it's like the old Adam Sandler movies. Lockie loves them. I was like, dude, I haven't seen half from like, one, before my time. Two, I just, just don't remember. Yeah, so you're honest and I might be unraveling myself here, but people ask me about movies and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yep, <laughs> honey. I, you should know, I'm, Honest to a fault. Yes, correct. You are. <laughs> very. Love it or hate it. It's, yes, very. It's, it's what you get. It's good. But no, I, I'm the same boat. I, I really enjoy movies and TV shows for just like switch off time. Hmm. And a lot of the time, I reckon I get through a, like, let's say it's a TV show, I get through five or six episodes and go, no idea what just happened. Hmm. Like, oh, that, how that just, yeah, I'm the same. I just, I, I enjoy it as a switch off time, which is a luxury that I don't spend enough, not enough time doing, I reckon. But what what's something like that for you that, you wish you could do more of or you want to do more of, but you've just, you just don't. Um, Until I ask you the question about what you want to do more of. Something I love doing and it's, I find I get to do it on a Sunday, often before golf actually. Mm. Um, so we don't get the paper delivered at home or nor do I buy the co- uh, the paper, but I love having a coffee yep. and reading the paper. When I say read the paper, I often flick it to the sports section. Don't we all? And I'm yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm going through a couple of articles that I like. But that's again, that's half an hour, forty five minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever it may be, that I can just sit there and not think about anything, turn the phone off, put the phone away and or ignore it. Just and switch off. Um so there's that. But all here, mate. All come here. Yeah. Um and and you know, again switch off forty five, an hour, hour and fifteen, whatever it is, and I don't have to think about anything besides working out and, and having a laugh with everyone on the floor. Yeah. What's something you love about the gym now that you've yeah, I curated a pretty good relationship with it. That it's not just fix this, boring this. Like, what's because you love it? Yeah, I do. I see you puffing your chest out a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the people are fantastic, aren't they? Like, um, I think a lot of gyms talk about like a community and and all that sort of stuff. And that's the cliche thing to say, but there's probably gen- there is generally that here, and that's a credit to you guys. Um, but you come in with a smile because you know everyone else is going to be in that sort of that mood and, and with a smile and. Um, you can interact with everyone, you can have a laugh, whilst at the same time, I, I can come in here and do my thing and, and, and get it done, which I enjoy as well, um, because there's people in here and, and serious athletes that are here with a purpose and, and, and getting something done. And those that potentially aren't athletes that just want to stay fit, 
you know, they're going after it as well, which is great. But there's a good balance between getting it done properly and then that fun aspect as well. Favourite lift? I want to say, oh, I don't know. Um, I think it would, I think normally you would say bench, right? Yeah, normally I would but say, but most beneficial. Use, now you can use your legs. Yeah. Most beneficial, I think, for me is a hip thrust or a front squat. Yeah, you love both, which yeah. is so backwards to everyone else. But I yeah. love that you love them. Yeah, like I feel my back always feels yeah. so much better after them. Um, yeah, I, I probably should. I'll have to say bench, I think. <laughs> I enjoy it. And we're starting to get back to, to some numbers we that we were um, post the shoulder. Yeah. yeah, it's good. What's, uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to footy. Yeah. Because um, I've got some confidence, which is cool, mate. So I miss, I miss round one um, for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> um, and I'm taking away, so my co-captain, it, the two oh, of us yeah, are both true. away. Um, Sean will be away as well. He was, his son's playing, so he, he'll probably <laughs> be on the trip. So there's a few of us that are going oh, away. It hasn't worked out all that well. But um, yeah, really excited for, for round two, which is a home game. And we've got our Legends game on after that as well. So... Yeah. Um, all the oldies run around, we turn the lights on and they play a game. So they'll all be there watching. And Mate, I cannot, honestly, cannot remember the last time I got through a full game of football without hurting myself. I'll be there. Touch wood, that, that is legit. Like, I cannot remember a game. Um, I'll be there. So that, that'll be, yeah, that'll be, that's what I'm looking forward to. What else? Um, my, my wedding. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting excited. Um, we touched on it earlier whilst there's a little bit of nerves. It's also really exciting. Um, Obviously, the day will be really, really special, and and I get to marry Anna, which is something that was always going to happen. Um, but to to lock it in is is pretty cool. Um, but to also be able to spend that time and and be on a holiday with all of our closest family and friends, yeah, I think is pretty special. Like I, I probably won't ever happen again, to be honest. Um, whilst you think it will, and and you want it to, like to have all of your closest friends and and relatives in one place, um, at Hamilton Island, which is a pretty cool destination. We think, well, for us, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're. We're, we're pumped. We're absolutely pumped. And a lot of our friends, um, so some of them are older and they've all got kids. And they're leaving their kids at home as well. So they're... Oh, look out. Yeah, they're Hands really down. excited. Yeah, so it'll be, be good. You've met Reese, haven't you, down here? I haven't Reese. yeah. Ask him a few things about letting his hair down. Okay. As soon as right. those kids go home and the wife goes home, he's, he's a good one for He's that. good at yeah, it? Yeah, he won't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Okay, fair enough. But just have to, he's got some stories for you. All right, I'll ask you. Example, good. Common Folk, uh, 10th birthday party on Sunday night. At Common Folk too? The man was hung over till Tuesday from all the cords. Right, wow. So. I can I can understand where you're coming from from yeah. the, uh, letting the hair down. Yeah. All right. Shall we Shall we drift off? We can. All right. Resiliency. Topic of the day. Uh, I don't know if you thought you were going to talk about this because you were kind of struggling. Like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, what are we going to talk about for an hour? But hey, guess what? We're fifty, probably fifty six ish, fifty seven minutes in, and I probably didn't think you would. So you probably didn't think you'd get this far. But when I obviously asked you to come on. First of all, he said yes straight away, which I was like, oh, best day ever. Second of all, I said, we're going to talk about a topic. And I know that you, like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, I'm not that interesting. Typical George, deflecting comments. But from the outside looking in, and it's something that I highly admire and lots of other people in the gym admire, you always, for your resiliency, and obviously we spoke about your injury history before, like, what what does the word resiliency mean to you? Um... Because question, I think mate. naturally you're someone who protrudes this and shows this to other people, but you don't necessarily mean to to an extent. Like it's just who you are. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. It's 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 me. So um, what does it mean to me? I find that really tough to answer. Good. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Um, because like you said, mate, I think it 
comes naturally to me and that's just who I am. So uh, I've never really known any different, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Where, where do you think that comes from? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'd imagine it's come from my parents and, and an upbringing and from my grandparents as well. Um, and growing up, we were sort of always always told that you don't get given everything. You know, um, I'm one for not not giving away participation awards. Same. Um, like you got you got to earn it, right? You got if you, there's a winner and there's always a loser. There's there's two things, and 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 you have to earn something. Um, and whilst maybe I'm going the long way around it, like for me, a goal at the moment is coming back and playing a full game of footy and and, and winning, right? Um, so to do that, I need to get my body right. Um, and if my body fails me, well, I lose. Um, and if my body gets through, well, then I win. Let's go. Let's go the other way. What made you keep coming back? So quite easily after you know you could have shut up doors, right? Yep. What What made it to you go? No, I actually really want to come back from this. Ah, oh, because I love it. Like I love it. Um, but the three quarters that I played <laughs> last year before I did my shoulder, um, I had a ball. Like, I had an absolute ball. What do you love about it? Um. I don't think about anything else besides football and being out there with my mates. Um, and It's a very mate-orientated club, right? Yeah, it's it is. Well, yeah, yeah right it's probably different, I'd imagine. I don't, I've never been part of an MPNFL club, but we don't pay anyone. Yeah. Um, so you're there for what I call the right reasons. Um, that, that you know of. Yeah. No, no, no. We certainly, we certainly <laughs> no, not, trust no, me. I'm not going to sit you on it. Trust me. Um, yeah, we're, we're all there for the right reasons. So not to say the blokes that are getting paid aren't, but... Um, yeah, we, we just enjoy each other's company and we love playing football together. Um, and I reckon that counts for a lot. And I think that's a huge thing about being part of like a Vaffa League club is a lot of the people that play at that club went to the school. Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's also a lot that aren't. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to have gone to the school to no. play at the club. Um, but yeah, there's a few of us that have come through school together and we obviously know each other. So it's not just a bond that we've had after joining the football club, um, essentially after school, after year 12. It's also prior to that as well. Yep. What do, you, what do you enjoy about being diligent? Because um, I know you take the same approach to your training, rehab, whatever you want to call it, as you do to your job as well. So what? Yeah. I mean, what's the most appealing part about that for you? I think it gives me confidence. Um, what? Well, oh, it it gives me more, or a little bit more confidence because in the past I've like I haven't had a lot of confidence and faith in my body. Yep. Um, but Is I that tell, tough? Is that hard? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. it was terrible. It's probably half the reason I kept breaking down. Yeah. Um, but I tell myself if I'm really diligent and I do everything I can and I do what I'm told, essentially, you, know, you guys are giving me this, do this, 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 and this. If I do it and I do it at 110%, well then it's not my, f- it's not that it's your fault, yeah. but I can't, I can't, like I can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, it gives me confidence. I do it, right? I, this, I've done everything I can. Now I get to go do the fun bit and go out and play. What about when you're like at a really like low so it's like you spoke about like last season, even the season before that, you probably you say you played two games. Yeah. Like what what in your low part, like what keeps you coming back? Because coming from my experience of like being injured, like when I get injured and has or have been injured for a long time, that's like I don't want to go to football. Well, I didn't at all. So like, is did you have the same feeling about that, or you wanted to be there? Not hundred percent. Um, and I used to tell everyone that I wanted to be there. Yeah. Um. But I, I used to get so sick of everyone telling, asking me, "How are you? When are you back playing?" Yeah. And that was always the thing. When are you back playing? When are you back playing? It's like, well, this date, round six. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm doing everything I can. Um, and that was everyone was coming from a really good place, um, but it just got tiring because it was constant. 
um, and I didn't I didn't get to do the fun bit, and it started it starts to become a little bit of a chore because you lose a little bit of faith. Um, because yeah, like I said, it just keeps happening. What what did you or do you do to get yourself out of that kind of rut? Um, probably yeah. come to come to gym and 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 find something that makes me feel good. Um, an outlet. What about prior to you? Uh, well, that was yeah, that was tough, mate. Like yeah. I, I don't know, I, uh, that was probably half the problem, right? I didn't really. Again, I'd go to gym. Yep. Um, and that was great for my mind because I was able to switch off and, and forget about it. But I probably wasn't doing the right things to to, to fix myself. Yep. I was probably just fixing this instead sure. of this. Yeah. Looking back now, like how how do you think you cope with it? How would I? No. How did you? Um. Especially through the darker times of playing one or two games a year, if that like constantly being sore, painful, like. That takes a big toll. Yeah, no, I dealt with it pretty well, yeah. um, and I'm and I was fortunate to be in a position as a leader of the football yeah. club where I felt like I could still have some form of impact. Still got a purpose. Yeah, and certainly by no means the the impact that I wanted to. Um, and that was really frustrating. That was a challenge in itself, to yeah. be honest. Um, but yeah, because I still felt like I was an important part of the club and and that I could do something. I, I wanted to be there and I wanted to want the club to succeed. Um, and I wanted it to go well. And that was the other thing. Like, we've, we've struggled the last couple of years, so that even made it harder because yep. we, we were struggling. And knowing that if I was out there, you know, they might have been able to make a difference. So that was the other challenge. But I guess just being around and, and doing what I could, like, there was no point sitting at home. Yep. Um, what was I, I going to get out of that? Probably just piss Anna off, try to <laughs> <laughs> annoy her, <laughs> complain. I love that. Yeah. What, um, what, do you, what do you want to be known for as a leader? Because I would presume, and obviously not being involved in your club, like people from the outside looking in and you and being around you, like they'll see the resiliency that you bring to the group mm. and how that kind of you know, affects them in a positive way. What What do you kind of want to be known for? Because again, you don't mean to be that, but yeah. you are. Yeah. What, what in your mind do you want to be kind of as a leader seen to be? Yeah, so there's there's that. Mm. There's all of that. Um, but then someone who leads with, with care as well and compassion and then, for me, it's it's a football thing, but it's also a work thing. Um, I find it so important to understand people um, and, and get to, and get to know everyone and break down what barriers, whatever it may be, what are their barriers? Why aren't they enjoying this? Because big believer in um, if you're enjoying something, you'd be really good at it. Like if you if you can build competence, it'll build confidence, yep. and with confidence will come success, and, and and you know things will go really really well for you. What does uh, success look like to you? It's Lockie's favorite question to ask. Like from a football point of view? Just in general. Oh, just in general. Um, I have a happy marriage. Um, I create a family. Um, I travel. I get yeah. to play a lot of golf. We win a flag at the old boys. Yeah. Jeez, that'd be That's nice. chaos. Yeah, that would be <laughs> chaos, mate. Um, yeah, we have vote count after our last day. I don't know if anyone's, if you're across that, we have our vote count traditionally after our last game of the really? year. Yeah. Um, and vote count would be, is a big day as it is. Yeah. But it'd be massive if we ever won a flag. It'd be nice to have a medal around our neck yeah. doing that. Um, Being involved in the club, and obviously I played footy at YC for a few years, and not that uh, the old reserves won any flags, but obviously the seniors won a fair few, and I can imagine what that would be like after winning one, after such a long time of not winning one versus us. <laughs> kind yeah. Of back to back, and obviously I didn't. It's one of those things that just because you don't, you're a part of a club, it's not that you have to have the success, is you care for the whole community based around the success that they have, whether that's football, netball, anything like that, especially being in a football, netball based club. Like, just because, you know, the netballs win a flag, like, we're just as excited about that. Mm. Um, and that's the other thing, mate. Like, our football club has never won a senior flag, yeah. ever. Crazy. Um, and for those that know the VAFA, like, you go like, two up, go two, two up, 
every year, two down yep. every year. And we were as high as Premier B. There's like nine divisions. That's technically Division Two. We've yep. never won a flag. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think we're the highest club, or we're the only club to get to Premier B without winning a senior flag. Um, so there's a lot of people that have come and gone through the football club that would love to see us. There's a lot of people that hang around, um, that give their time. Um, and like we said earlier, no one's getting paid. No one, you know, everyone chooses to be there yeah. and everyone chooses to give us their time. Um, so we get to go and have fun and run around on a Saturday, be there on a Tuesday, be there on a Thursday. Um, and if it wasn't for those people, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get to do that. So it'd be nice to give back to them as well. Yeah. Is, is, do you think that comes back to being a part of something bigger than you? Hundred percent, yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm not the football club. There's, yeah. there's this big community. Yeah. What do you enjoy about being a cult figure? I'm certainly because I, I know you hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly not a cult figure, mate. Um, I don't know where that comes oh, I've from. I've seen some microphones. I've seen some. <laughs> oh, you know I can, I can, now. yeah. I, I do know what you're talking about now. How have you seen that? Uh, I got, I got my sources. Christ. Um, it's this little thing about putting up an Instagram poll, and you know, Jesus. Um, yeah. So that started on at vote count. Yeah. Um. The old die straights. Is um, it, do you feel like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but do you feel like the football club gives you an environment to just be you and just kind of let all your kind of barriers off, I guess? Yeah. Just well, I'm assuming you've seen it. a video of this, so that is all walls down. Yeah, yeah, that's all walls down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess it does. It's it's a different outlet. Like for me, at work, I'm pretty, serious. Yeah, pretty full on and yeah. serious. And then outside of work, yeah, like I, I can relax and... and Created arguably a different environment mm. um, where I can let all my walls down and 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 let loose a little bit. What a what's something you wish you could do more of that you have a barrier or a block on in that kind of space? Um, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Something I could I wish I could do more of. Do you want to give you mine? Yeah, go on. So for me, like the. People see me here as a little bit louder, a bit funner, humorly, self-deprecating humor, like that kind of side. And naturally, I'm very, very introverted. Like I could, and you saw me when you came up here, I was sitting up here and I was happy as Larry just doing some editing of, on the studio over there. Like my natural happy habitat is quiet silence in my own little world, just being me. And I wish to an extent people would see that on the gym floor, but it's hard to because you want to cultivate and curated environment that's fun enjoyable high energy but i think for me it's the softer side and when you work with me as an athlete or a client or anything like that you do get a little bit of that and i think that is the one thing for me is like how do i bring that into just like my day-to-day activities so that for me is kind of the question where i was coming from from there yeah nice i'm still going to struggle to answer that mate i I don't know i I, i'd like to think i've got a decent balance um, to be honest, and I'm relatively comfortable on how things are. Don't get me wrong, there's some weeks where I wish I could do this and sure. some weeks I wish I could do that. But overall, I would like to think that, that it's, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, work can be stressful at times and I'd love to be able to completely switch off, you know, probably more often than I do. But yeah, that's life, I guess. Nice. Do you have any uh, valuable kind of resources or things you have learnt over the years just on like self-development, I guess? Um, probably the only one yeah, that are I... Are you a reader? No, I'm yeah. not. And that is one thing that I wish, and when Anna and I Same have actually, kids... I was just thinking about that, me too. Yeah, yeah touch wood. I'm sure we'll have kids. Um, that I will drill... And she's a school teacher, so it'll naturally happen, but yeah. I will drill that into them that they need to read because I didn't read um, as a kid. And I'm not... Like, my reading and writing is pretty poor. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I which I regret, and I struggle to get into books. Like, I've tried reading books, sports books, you name it. Yeah. Um, and I just don't, don't enjoy it, mate. No, I find it hard to get stimulated by whether mm. that's a biography on 
anyone, sporting figure, whatever, or it's a self-development, self-helpy, something like that on resilience or, you know, topic of the day, but, um, or anything from like, I, I feel like I could read like things that I want to learn from, mm. from, whether that's like a, like a research article, like full nerd kind of vibe, but yeah, reading's one of those things to me as well, which is what I was just thinking about. Yeah. Struggle. Anyway, resources, anything, what do you, have you, from like a, and this is more from a, I know you're a natural leader and you're naturally, especially with the job you come from, you are a leader and some people that look up to you as for direction. How do you curate that or have you, or does it just kind of come naturally? Um, no, I was, and I, I mentioned this earlier and this is something that I come back to a little bit is building competence, build confidence. Um, and then when you're confident in something, you're really, really good at it, right? So for me as a leader, it's building that competence in my people. So where are their gaps? Where do they need to improve? Um, if I can improve that for them, they become more confident in that area. And like I said, with that confidence will come success. What, what kind of things do you look for in your people? Do you, do you directly hire? I do. Yep. yep. Um, so um, when we interview at Coca-Cola, it's for, for our roles or for the roles of my team, it's myself and a colleague yep. um, that we go through. So it all depends on the balance that I have in the team at the time, mate. If there's a yep. particular um, sort of person that I need, well, then that's obviously what I'm looking for. But... Um, I'm always keen to try and find someone relatively ambitious. Um, it's funny, actually. I've just hired a young guy. He's a really good fella. Um, and I'd like to think I saw a little bit of me in him, and maybe that's why yeah. um, I hired him. In what way? Um, he was ambitious. Yeah. Um, he could hold a room. Um, he was personable. He was. He, he seemed fun and you know enjoyable. And he was he was he green? He's really green. Yeah. Um, he has no experience. They're the um, best. In, yeah, exactly right. So it gives me the opportunity and us, it's not me, it's us. Yep. The company gives us the opportunity to sort of mould yep. him a little bit and coach him and guide him and then, you know, the direction he wants to go. And like I said, he's relatively ambitious. ambitious. Um, and CCP is a, a big wide world. So, you know, there's lots of opportunity for him. Yeah. What's uh, what's something you look for in a person like that? So ambitious is one. Like, is there any values or characteristics you kind of find as you kind of come back to? Because, you know, being someone who hires and fires to an extent and, you know, we go through a hiring process for our interns and stuff here. There, I always find myself coming back to, and I only have recently reflected on this, is the the people that I like to surround myself from a professional side of you always kind of have the same demeanor. So a little bit, little bit funner, a little bit cheekier, a little less serious to an extent, but also can like have a switch that they flick on. Like, is there anything like that that you look for? So ambitious, obviously, being one we just spoke about. But is yep. there anything else you kind of look at? Uh, confidence is yeah. one. So um, there's a lot of knockbacks in, in a sales role traditionally, sure. generally, um, and and that's yeah. You need to you need a lot of confidence. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What is what is confidence? Is it just the way you carry yourself, or yeah, the way you carry yourself is, yeah. is a big thing. Um, and presence. Um, if you can walk in, you've got a presence in a room to start. Um, and you're not and you're not scared and you're confident to, to hold a conversation with something or carry a conversation. Um, that's yeah, that's a big thing. And resilience, resilience is a massive one, mate. Like I said, there's a lot of knockbacks. Yeah. Um. So you need to be resilient in in probably I'd say any sales role, but yeah. especially ours as well. What's is there any comparisons or similarities between business and sport or for life for you and talk resilience or confidence or anything like that? Um. Oh, the resilience piece is big. Yeah. Um. If what, you keep what, injuring yourself. What do you feel yourself? like? That's an interesting one. What do you What do you feel like resilience looks like? in a business point of view that how do people, and I have not worked in this space, I don't really know much about this space personally, like from a sales point of view, from a business point of view, like what, what's the resilience kind of look like? Is it just carrying on? Like what's, how do you curate that? Um, how do you curate that? Um, so our guys get a lot of knockbacks, right? Um, and they're the face of 
Coca-Cola for a lot of businesses and, and companies. So we deal with um, bottle shops yep. um, and licensed venues or integrated venues, we call them, which is a pub that's also got a bottle shop attached. So constantly trying to sell in new lines, new items of ours, um, and then also, you know, trying to desell competitors as well. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of no's. You get a lot of no's all of the time. So it's the, the ability to be able to bounce back from that um, and still still have a, a great relationship with someone who's telling you no all of the time. Because yeah. um, that's important. If the relationship breaks down because you're hearing no, well then, you know, you go from one no to 50 no's. Yeah. What, what do you think keeps them coming back or bouncing back? Uh, like values and direction from you? Like, well, I was going to say, hopefully that's yeah. that's part of my role, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and that's building a, a culture um, where they enjoy enjoy their time. Um, in fact, I just went on, our, my boss called it a summit. Um, we said oh, a summit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had to put something together and, and he said, like, you know, what's one thing that you really want to get out of the year? And it's not just this year, it's always, is that I want all of my employees to, regardless of results, like results are obviously important. Sure. Um, but I always want my, my guys to be enjoying their time at CCEP. If they're not enjoying it, well, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee if they're enjoying it, they're doing well, um, I find. so. And enjoyment for some people is different. Like I've got two part-time ladies that, are, that have come back from maternity leave. So for them, enjoyment is obviously success, but it's also work-life balance so they can spend yep. time with, with their kids. And then I've got some really experienced guys where, you know, they've got that work-life balance, but then they probably need some new challenges to test them a little bit. And that's how they get their enjoyment out of their role now. Interesting. Shoot for the moon. What do you want to achieve professionally? Oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> and we were talking about this the other day a little bit. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll all depend on, on where Anna and I are at, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, that that will, yeah, be big on my decisions. But, yeah. yeah. you want to keep climbing the corporate ladder? Yeah, I do. Yeah. If I can, yeah, 100% I yeah. do. Um, there's a lot that I need to learn and, and my... My time there, so I've been there for just over five years and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of roles and there's some people that maybe tell me that I should slow down a little bit and, and smell the roses and, and just sort of take it all in, but I don't think I'm that sort of person. I'm pretty keen to... Yeah, I'm pretty keen to... Yeah, keep going. Like, why? Why why stop? So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know if I can answer that, mate. I don't know. The, the, like I said, um, and I've said it a few times, that the opportunity is endless and see how far I can get it, I guess. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up, my friend, so you can get a little party pump in before you have to... Duck off to your concert. Beautiful. What's uh, is your first podcast? It is, yeah. Hence the reason I was pretty nervous. <laughs> what would you uh, what do you think about it? I, I, I've you know actually what? started introducing this little like reflective piece because yeah, a lot of the time the guests that I talk to on the podcast don't really expect me to ask them to come on, and I know you didn't really expect that. So you know what? What do you do about it? I've enjoyed it. Like looking at the clock, what are we? An hour and twenty minutes in. Yeah. I certainly didn't think we were going to be able to talk for an hour and twenty <laughs> minutes. Um. It's been enjoyable, man. It's been kind of nice to also like reflect a little bit, yeah. Um, and think about like when I first came here and and slowly meeting everyone. Like, can you imagine me the first day I walked in these doors and I thought I'd be sitting in this chair doing this? There's no way. No way. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's so basically it's what you're saying cool. is for the last hour and yeah, twenty minutes, I've I've made you stop and smell the roses. Yes, literally, a hundred percent. That's exactly what you've done, mate. No, what's uh, what's something you, th- you we talked about? You didn't think you'd have to. Um. Oh, poor Anna. Um, I didn't think I'd be talking about Anna so much, so it'd be interesting to see what she thinks of that. Um, no, there wasn't too many surprises, mate. Um, you gave me a little bit of a head, a little bit of a heads up, which was just which was kind. Yeah. What's uh, who's someone from your world you reckon to be cool to talk to? I don't need to know them. For, are you talking about for this? Yeah, for this. Why not? Oh. I go have a beer with them too. That works. Um, someone from my world that isn't here. Yeah, anyone. Um, good question. 
do you have a an illustrious character you, you kind of know but you don't really know you want to <laughs> the first thing you, you get uh, that came to mind when you said that is I've got a mate called Bryce Callerman. Um, I know the Calmans, yeah. Yeah, he lives in Sydney. Mitch and I played cricket a little bit together. Yeah. I'd love Bryce to have to do a podcast, something like this. That'd be really interesting. You won't get it out. Well, in fact, you would get a bit out of him. <laughs> you won't get him in the chair. But Bryce is probably one I'd love to see uh, sit down and do this at some stage. For what reason? Well, oh, I think it'd be a good laugh. Yeah. Um, but Bryce is a man. He's, um, like, if you ran your own business and you could and you knew Binger was going to be there week in, week out, he'd be the first person you hire because he's a very intelligent man mm. and very good at what he does. Um, but then you talk about someone who sort of relaxes and lets loose. He's pretty good at that as well. So that's a family trade, I reckon. Yeah, he's got some good stories. They love a good time, those Calamans. They certainly do. <laughs> All right, on that note, my man, we are going to wrap up. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Little Thank party you. pump time, hey? Thank you, Mitchie. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, brother. Have a good day.